0: Hello, and welcome to Nathan Lott's Apple Thoughts. This is episode number 11, and this week I'm going to be talking about books. As always, if you would like videos of any of the apps I talk about other than the App of the Week, let me know in the comments at nlat.me or email nathanlott at icloud.com. Let's start with the built-in and Apple Books currently just known as Books, and previously known as iBooks. So you can buy books from the store, but there's also a multimedia component. There used to be an app called iBooks Author, where you could include video, photos, and text. And most of that has now moved into pages. But there are still books on the iBooks store that were made with iBooks Author. And so you'd has some multimedia options that you may not have in other bookstores, including little videos or photos or screenshots and then the text. But Books also makes a very good PDF reader, so you can import your own PDFs into Books, although it also takes EPUB books and things like that. The next one I want to talk about is Audible. I've been an Audible subscriber for at least 15 years, which is probably as long as I've been listening to the Twit Network, This Week in Tech, and They were an early, early sponsor. That's where I heard about it. The app has changed a whole lot since then. And just last week, Apple has allowed Amazon to allow buying books from within the app. Some of the things that I like to use in Audible is the sleep timer. So you can set for however long you want and it will just stop automatically after that time. There's a driving mode that gives you nice big buttons. But I rarely ever use that. And then you can see all of the chapters and different areas of the book that you're reading. Mainly, what I want from my audiobook is to tell me how long the book is, how long I have left per chapter, and and to be able to hold my place when I leave the app and come back to it. And Audible fulfills all of that. My wife has just gotten into... Audible as well. So, a lot of the books on there on my account are ones that she's listened to or is listening to. So, since we don't have separate accounts, a lot of them say that they are finished, but it's easy enough to start over again on a book. And then you can download the books to your device. You can stream them, although I'm sure that takes a lot of data. And then you can remove them from your device. Next is Kindle. This one I don't use as much because I have a Kindle Paperwhite, a hardware Kindle. But all the books that you bought for the Kindle are available on the iPhone, the iPad, and the Mac. You can highlight and see in a light underline things that were highlighted by other Kindle users and how many times it's been highlighted. That's an interesting feature when you're reading a book to come across a passage that's been highlighted over a thousand times or something like that. It gives you reading insights, so how much you've read by year, days read by month, and a weekly streak record. It's integrated with Goodreads, which I will talk about later. So as you finish a book, it gets marked into Goodreads. I have a friend that has self-published some poetry books that... They don't show up into Goodreads, but once I've finished reading them, it automatically gets added into Goodreads. So that's another handy integration between Goodreads and Kindle, and they're all owned by Amazon anyway. If you add Kindle books to your Amazon wishlist, they will also show up in the app under Lists, So that is the Kindle app. Next is Libby. This is for ebooks, magazines, and audiobooks. And basically this is how you can check out those types of materials from libraries. So if your library supports Overdrive, then you have Libby support and you can check out books and the checkout time is usually about two weeks. But my problem with library books is that I am such a slow reader. I can never finish in the two week window. And while they allow you for most books to renew, for some brand new releases or those that have holds on them, you can't renew those books. It can also help you manage and place holds on books that you may wanna read as well. One of the neat things about Libby is all of the guides that are included. So there are librarian guides that help you pick great books. There's guides for books for kids, teens, Spanish books, mysteries and thrillers. There are reading lists from librarians, currently highlighted as a list of books about race and social justice. And you can filter by a lot. By what is available now, which is handy, so you don't have to run into a book that you want having already been checked out. Or as well as format, so by books, magazines, or audiobooks, by language, by audience, so adult, young adult, kids. And by whether it supports the Libby standard, EPUBs, Kindle books, PDFs, or anything else. So you can check out Kindle books with Libby and read them right within Libby as well. Next is Comixology. You still have to buy comics through the Comixology website, although they too are now owned by Amazon. And you can browse the store and add to your wish list from the app. So you can look at the store from within the iPhone or iPad app, add to your wish list, and then actually have to go to the website to purchase it. The best part of comiXology though, is the special way it zooms into frames and lets you swipe through the full screen frames of a comic page. It makes it very easy to read. Although sometimes I like to zoom out though to see the full picture and you can do that also. You switch modes by, from either the close up or the full screen by double tapping the screen. You can organize your collection by book or by series. So recently they had a sale on all of the Black Panther comics after Chadwick Boseman died and I picked up a whole lot of Black Panther comics. So it can be handy to organize by series so that you can see which issues of the comic book you have or the comic series of that particular Black Panther. And it makes it easy to read a comic in order. I've also been reading Joe Hill's Lock and Key through Comicsology as well, as I've read a full graphic novel of The Watchmen. And it's cool that you can get graphic novels through there as well. I've not tried Comixolo- Comixology Unlimited, And that's a subscription service where you can get a lot of comics through your subscription. And that's probably something that I won't ever use, but it's there if you do read a lot of comics. There's also Marvel Unlimited, which is a separate app, and there's a DC one as well. Finally, let's get to Goodreads. And this is a social network for reading books. It can show you what you've already read. And it's a great way for me to keep track of all of the books that I've read. It shows you what you're currently reading. And as you're going, you can update progress, but I never really worry about that. And then want to read. So right now, we are on the last day of the Texas Library Association convention. I've been Going listening to a lot of virtual book panels and have added a whole lot of books to my want to read or to be read lists. And it's great that something like Goodreads can keep track of all of that for you. There are reading challenges, so every year you can choose how many books you want to be able to read for that year. I've been very slow this year on reading and I've only read three so far. And my goal is 20. Finally, when I finish a book, I like to see what other people have thought about it. And it's nice to see all the user reviews and whether it aligns, aligns with what I thought. And I think that's probably the most interesting part of Goodreads for me is to see what Other people think of a book after I finished reading it. My app of the week for this week is a bookmarking app called raindrop.io. This is actually a browser extension for Safari, Chrome, and Firefox on the Mac. It's also an iOS app that is a separate app. It lets you import all of your bookmarks so. I just did that the other day just to test it out. In Firefox, I exported all of my bookmarks that I've saved for years and years and then imported them into raindrop.io on their website. It went pretty well, although it created a lot of folders that were empty and that I need to go through. I also need to take this opportunity to get rid of old and outdated bookmarks. A lot of the sites I bookmarked in 2010 and they're completely dead now. Although on iOS, if you are in Safari, you can use the share sheet to have raindrop.io, which is in the share sheet, add the bookmarks for you. I love this because I've always been looking for a way to sync my bookmarks across anywhere I go to whatever browser I'm on and iOS and Mac. And this does that for me. I've tried Xmarks in the past to sync bookmarks between different browsers and it never worked with iOS and I think it is completely defunct now. But raindrop.io seems to do the syncing very well. It's also a website. So you have your bookmarks anywhere and everywhere that you would want them. When you add a bookmark, you can place them into categories or folders or create new folders. You can also tag bookmarks for search. And all of these features make raindrop.io probably my replacement bookmarking feature or app going forward and that's going to be it for this episode if you have any comments you can email me nathanla at icloud.com you can go to the blog at nlat.me and leave a comment and watch out for the video of raindrop.io coming soon to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nathan Lott. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.